Welcome back to Marriage Monday. My name is Dave Berenger, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we're continuing off a thought that we began last week when we talked about what Hollywood gets wrong when it comes to marriage. And when we say Hollywood, we're using that as the generalized term to talk about the movies we watch, the shows we binge, and the reality TV we indulge in. And yes, I gave reality TV their own category. I just separate them from TV shows. But when it comes to what we digest with our eyes, we have to be careful about what we allow in the gate that is our eyes because what we allow in will get down into our heart and develop discontentment. And that type of discontentment, I would say, is a false level or false kind of discontentment because we are not basing that discontentment off of reality of like our current situation. We are looking at couples. We're looking at marriage. We're looking at what Hollywood is defining in front of us, and we are allowing that to seed into our reality something that is wrong that may not be wrong whatsoever. And so there's three things I said last week. I'm just going to recap it in the next couple seconds. Is Number one, we talked about how romance evolves. And Hollywood might say that romance is kind of a one-size-fits-all couple approach. But when it comes to romance, it evolves through the years. And romance is dictated by, number one, serving your spouse's love language, which leads to number two, knowing your spouse's love language. And then number three, recognizing that that love language will change over the course of time depending upon the season of life you're in. The second thing we talked about was fights are not fatal. And often we can see in shows, we can see in reality TV, we see in movies that when people fight, the music changes and automatically we wonder, are they going to make it? Are they going to survive this thing? That fights have a sense of fatality to them. But in the reality, fights is not something that we should shy away from. It's not necessarily something that we need to like always look forward to, but fights aren't fatal. They actually help build and fortify your relationship with your spouse when you do it right. Number three, we talked about how chemistry doesn't create a good marriage, but work makes marriage work. That You can have great chemistry and you want good chemistry, but the reality is that doesn't really, it's not necessary for a healthy marriage that you can have two people that are opposite ends on every level, but they can also help build a strong, healthy marriage. So there's three things that I want to get into today to be the part two of this little mini series of podcasts. Part two, I want to start, start, first of all, start talking about this idea that constant sex, or I should say consistent sex, there's, that's the word I need, consistent sex, is better than creative sex. Consistent sex, yeah, I guess constant sex wouldn't be bad, but consistent sex is actually greater, far superior than creative sex. Now, when I look at the stats and I look at surveys, it's really astounding to me because it seems like Hollywood puts a premium on the creativity of sexuality. That's why books like um, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and other things, they, they, they're just huge uh, sellers. And people read that and they get discontented with their sexuality and they think to have a better, more meaningful sexual experience, they have to get more creative. I mean, pornography has made their industry on uh, not just objectifying women, 
but also taking the sexual experience and trying to spin it in such a way that says this is the right way to do it and the right way to enjoy it. But stats have shown that consistent sex is always far superior, greater than creative sex because when you are after creativity, your drive no longer becomes sexual satisfaction. Your drive is actually to be satisfied just by the creativity and it always always leaves you feeling lesser than. And I'm not against creativity when it comes to a husband and wife being together. I'm not saying that you have to just stick to the missionary position. I'm not saying anything of that sort, but when you are driven to have satisfaction based solely on the level of creative power of your relationship, you're actually setting yourself up for a lesser satisfying approach. But when creativity is born out of the joy of serving one another sexually, that's a different story. That's where I believe God does bless creativity as long as it's honestly honoring of God and honoring of your spouse and serving your spouse. When it's selfishly driven, that's when you will see the enjoyment and the enjoyment of it plummet. So consistent sex is greater than creative sex. The second thing that I would say is this, is that forgiveness does not mean unconditional trust. We see these storylines that happen all the time in shows and Hollywood where somebody takes somebody back that automatically it seems like forgiveness is made. We've got the music in the background and they have this beautiful reuniting of their lives. They're back together. And for some reason, we have this idea that, well, if forgiveness took place, that immediately means that there's unconditional trust, that trust is fully given. But that is an absolute misnomer. That is a terrible way to approach the issue of trust and forgiveness. See, my philosophy of forgiveness is this. We forgive the way Jesus forgives us but we build trust over time. Let me say that again. We forgive the way Jesus forgives. When we go to the Lord and we ask for forgiveness, Jesus forgives us. He forgives. We have those contrite, broken hearts, a repentant attitude. He absolutely forgives us immediately. Uh, and, and we should exercise that within our relationships, within our marriage. But, but forgiveness does not mean that we unconditionally trust that individual. Trust is built over time. It takes a lot of effort. It takes intentionality. It is something that has to be built and regrown in the relationship. So that if you've had adultery in the relationship and you've got your spouse who maybe committed the act, they came to you, confessed, and they repented, you ought to forgive them immediately because holding on to that unforgiveness doesn't hurt them as much as it's going to destroy you from the inside out. That's what unforgiveness does. It's like a cancer that will eat you alive. But when it comes to that forgiveness, you can forgive that spouse, but trust is going to have to be built. And that trust can't be developed just by one individual who committed the act. You're going to have to help. You're going to have to not just give opportunity for trust to grow, um, but you're going to have to do affirmation. You're going to have to do encouragement in that. You're going to have to help keep accountability. It's a two-way street. That, That trust has to be built, but the two of you have to work on it together. Hollywood will say it can be solved so quick, and that's not reality. The third thing that I would say is this, is the grass is greener. That's, that's what Hollywood will paint a picture, that the grass is always going to be greener. That if you're having troubles, then, you know, what? while you're young, just quit this marriage and get geared up for the next one because the grass is always greener on the other side. This, is, this may sound so cliche, but the grass is never greener on the other side. The grass is actually greener where you water it. Let me say that again. 
The grass is greener where you water it. The grass is greener where you take care of it. And so where we may think that, well, just starting over will be the best thing for the both of us. You really what you're saying is starting over is the thing that I want to do right now because I don't want to put the time, the effort that is going to go into this broken relationship, this broken marriage. But I'm here to tell you that that if you want a marriage to grow, you're going to go through struggles, you're going to go through challenges, and there will be there will be this uh, this temptation that will ink in the back of your brain that says, you know what? Maybe the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is greener in another relationship. It'll be better if I just start over. But the reality is the grass is only greener where you water it, where you take care of it, where you tend to it. And as much work as you think it is to stick into the marriage, it is double to triple the work to get out of that marriage and actually start fresh. Because the problem is, is when if you go into another marriage, you're going to take you with you. And the problems that you have and the tendencies that you have, you don't leave that in the last marriage. You take that with you. So wherever you go, you take you with you and the problems that are connected to you, they stick with you. And so when I look at the idea of marriage, it gets greener when you work at it. And I mean, we can use a lot of lawn metaphors. You're going to get weeds. You're going to get you're going to get grass that's going to die. You're going to have things that you're going to have to navigate. There's upkeep. There is feeding. There's growth. There's all sorts of metaphors we can dive into. But that's part of growing a healthy marriage. The marriages that last, the marriages that go the distance. And I've talked to people who have been married 40, 50, and yes, 60 plus years. I've talked with them. And every single one of them will emphasize forgiveness. Every single one of them emphasize love. Every one of them will emphasize patience. And they recognize that you bloom where you are planted. And you can see growth as long as you put your nose to the grindstone and you're willing to keep working it through with your spouse. And that's not what you'll see in a movie. Movies, you'll see, start over. TV shows, start over. But here, we're here to encourage you that we are in this for the long run and we want to see the growth happen, not just today, but tomorrow, next month, next year, next decade, and for decades to come because that's what God wants to grow in and through you both. So that's all I've got for today. Thanks for joining me for part two. Thanks for just listening a bit. And thank you for passing this on and sharing this with the people around you as you help us help others build their marriage one Monday at a time. God bless. Have a great week.